It's all about performance. Consistent, reliable, delivering results with a focus on well-being to keep you ahead and on top of your game. And at the heart of it all, there has to be trust. Performance, well-being, trust. The value's key to the success of Hoover, principal club sponsor of Warrington Wolves. Values also embraced by The Wire, which is why, together, we make the perfect team. Hoover and Warrington Wolves. Packed more performance. Discover more at hoover.co.uk. Well, thanks for joining us, Gary. Really appreciate it. Um, there'll be a few people out there that don't know Gary Chambers uh, because they weren't alive when you were playing. So, for those younger supporters at Warrington Wolves, do you want to just walk us through your longevity with the club from player to coach? Oh, I've been here a long time now, 35 years. Um, came down when I was 19. I signed from Kells and I never left. Um, 200 and something games. Was all right. wasn't wasn't the best. wasn't the worst. Did my job, uh, but but just love the club, you know, implicitly from the moment I came here, and everything that that it was about. Um, and moved into a bit of coaching on the back of that when when Cole was here, Paul Cullen, and then when when Paul when his uh, when his time was done, then I, I moved on to other other things, moved into teaching, went went back, did a bit of re-educated myself and went into teaching from there. But always behind the scenes, was at, was at the club, um, involved in scouting and, and academy, coaching the academy, coaching uh, scholarships. Spent a bit of time at Swinton when we had that sort of dual link with Swinton. Uh, went there for a season, which was good. You know, good to see a, a different side of coaching uh, at, at that level. And then, um, you know, spent 18 years in education, which probably sort of put me in good stead to, to sort of get where I am now and understand about structures and, and how things work and developing, developing teams. Um, started as a PE teacher, ended up as a maths teacher, did a postgrad in maths and then, um, you know, ultimately back into sort of this position when, when needed at a youth role came up last year. It, it was the right time for me. I, I, there been discussions on a, on a couple of occasions before that, but I was I was sort of hell bent on on that career of in education and that pathway and spending that that time trying to work my way through. Got to deputy um, and, and and sort of ticked all the boxes on that. And I'm a big believer in what fate brings, and I ended up being um, offered the role in Eddie Youth and just just jumped at it um, and I just loved it. It gives me a chance to implement everything that this club's about. Spot on. I think you played yourself down a little bit there. Regal trophy in the 1991. Yeah, got a trophy. Yeah, got a trophy. And oh, mate, yeah, I had I had a good couple of years where, you know, I think I was unlucky in '93, '94, probably a bit earlier than that. I was going all right to be honest, and I kept popping my elbow and, and I fractured my eye socket. And if I was going to be honest, totally honest, when I did my eye socket, I was never the same player. I lost a bit of my bottle. I can say that knowing. And I said, I'm, I'm not afraid to, to say that. Um, I was never the biggest, so I needed, you know, I needed to maximise everything I had. And you know, I think if I think I could have got a GB call around that time, and, and then from there did all right. You know, was kept ticking over. <laughs> Came very close in '94. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was going all right then. To be fair, and injuries, oh, just injuries skittled me. And then they were never. They were never little ones either. It was like they were always like bad dislocations or breaks. Or 
I'm thinking, wow, what have I done to deserve this? And, and because it was contract time and I always played, you know, half the time you're playing with injuries and that, it just, oh, you're just playing catch up. And it, it is what it is. It's, I wouldn't change it. Um, you know, it, it led me onto other paths that, that helped me to develop my skills further, that's ultimately helped me to be in this role. I played alongside some legends as well, like to Mike Gregg and oh, yeah, Tony well, Davis was another one. Yeah, Greg's, yeah, Des, Mike, Alfie Langer, yeah. people like that. Best, good people, all, you know, and, and, and I'm hell-bent on, on utilising all those people to, to be the fabric of what we're trying to build. Spot on. And of course that brings us nicely now to, to the here and now, so 30th of July this year, you get a phone call I believe, uh, telling you that, that Darrell Powell is, is going to be leaving the club and that the club would like you to take interim charge of the team. Um, when you put that phone down, what's going through Gary Chambers' mind? Um, the shock, absolute shock, panic, um, honour um, and like, yeah, let's do it, I'll do anything, you know, and I'm immensely proud of of everybody and everything at this club so you know well I couldn't wait to get going on it and that's mixed with a load of sadness because you know people are losing their employment and and then it's, it's, it's ultimately then what's the players views are because they're hurting you know they're, they're a proud bunch and things aren't going well for them and and it's about building them up as well so it's all them all them things are going through your head you know it was a sleepless night that night you know Sunday into Monday and you know, it's just how you get things right, how you set the tone and how you start to prepare for a game which is five days down the line and, and you haven't got a lot of time with the team. How did you find the team? Obviously, you bounce into work, I'm sure, I'm sure on the Monday morning, but how did you, how did you find the players that, that day? Uh, quiet. It was a tough, it was a tough, um, a tough time there. Um, first of all, they've been playing, uh, so the sore and the tired and the pride's dented and they are immensely proud of what they do. Um, and then you've got everything that goes along with the emotions of of what's gone on the night before, and um, yeah, that was a tough morning that to try and sort of clear, clear sort of clear everything to one side, and then and then ultimately make sure they're all right, make sure the families are all right because you know they they want to know what's going on, and then get them up to to go again in in five days' time. So all that experience that you talked about in terms of your educational background, the coaching that you've done. Pretty much day one, that's put to the test at that point, isn't it? Yeah, you've got to, you've got to go back into yourself, and, and you know you're setting the tone. You you you, you know you're in charge, and it's time. Let's go here. You know we've still got a job to do. We owe it to the club, to the fans, and everybody else that we you know. As in this game, it's a brutal game in, in how you play, and it's a brutal game in in some of the decisions that are made, and and you know that's they know that as well as I, and they know you know what goes on, and, and it's a matter of then you know hurting at the right time, supporting at the right time and moving on at the right time. You only had a really short window there and I think you said in your press conference, we're the Warrington Bulls, we're a big team. Was that pretty much all you could try and do is to galvanise them in that short turn and how to play Catalonia? Yeah, I, I couldn't take them into detailed game plans and I couldn't, you know, come up with different strategies. It was a matter of seeing who's fit, you know, five day turnaround, looking after injuries maximising the time we had with them and then just giving a simplistic plan that, you know, and were areas where we, you know, it was more about working in here than working from from the, from the neck down was like just preserving their energy and, and trying to get them through. So first time in the box, Catalan Dragons, tough, tough on that, of course, league leaders flying high at this point in time. What did you learn during the course of that game about the team? Um, at the game, it, it goes quick. 
you know, they get they got two opportunities, two twi two tries, and then you're thinking, well, what are we going to do here to catch this up? It's you know, at times we're going all right. I think what hit me that um, a couple of decisions. I'm not big on having a go with the ref. I think it balances it out throughout the season. A couple of decisions can absolutely just knock you backwards, and and, and that's what happens at this level. It's like two two or three things go wrong. You're on the back foot, and it's like this is this is going to be tough to catch up now. Uh, I said it. I said in the interview at, at half time when I spoke to the players, the, the, you know, they bounced up and they were ready to go again, and the, the, there was energy there, which you know, believes what what they probably had in them because of the game a couple of days before, but they were ready to go again. I thought we started well again, second half, and then summer goes against them again, and then it it just zaps and the, the energy out of them. What we've got to get to is to overcome those moments where things go against them. And, and go back to the simplistic things and build into a game again and not let it run away from us. Um, and there was effort. There was effort in, in, in a lot of parts of the game, but uh, we need more than effort. That's that's it. You know, let's be honest, and the lads know this. I'm not speaking out of term. Efforts are non-negotiable. That's that's what when you work into any work environment, you know, you've you've got to have. That's that's just part of it. Is everybody's got to give effort. The next bit is we we move on to the skill element and the understanding element of it. Well, I mean, defence wins games, doesn't it, in, in rugby league? And I think as the season's gone on, our defensive line has, has probably come under more and more scrutiny. I mean, is that a, a key focus at this moment in time, getting the defence back where it was in those earlier parts? Yeah, of the mate, we, you know, the ratio of defence and attack in training has got to be flipped. There's got to be more times looked at um, on, on the defensive element of it, then, and, we're, and we're certainly doing that. It's about are we defending the right areas, you know, a lot of teams, and I don't mind saying it, they try and make our forwards move around because they're big. We've got to try and find a way of minimising the fact that they, they, they get their wingers to skip across field and move our big fellas all over the field. So when it comes to comes to attacking time, that you know they've got their hands on the knees and they're tired. We've got to find a way of jamming them in, maximising what our what our strengths are, and then capitalising on it when, when we go forward with attack. So there's all them little intricacies now that we're working on and and, and see if we can um, we can get a tune out of them that way. Yeah, I mean, we have been defending for large periods, and of course that saps the tank, doesn't it, then, in terms of what you can do in an offensive capacity? Oh, man, look, we're a big team. Them big men don't want to be defending all the time. You're looking at your watch all the time. If they get up to seven, eight, nine, ten minutes of defence, and, you know, you've got 130 kilogram blokes out there, you're like, hang on a minute, this is this is hard work, this. So, you know, we've got to, they've got to defend better. They've got to de but it's defend smarter and... and Put them, put opposition teams into areas where we can defend smarter. That utilizes our strengths uh, and not not works against us. Yeah, absolutely. If only the uh, Joe Philbin penalty was given, we could have been a different story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of uncertainty, of course, over the course of that weekend because Justin Holbrook was being touted in the media as a potential uh, coach for, for for Warrington. Of course, um, that didn't happen. And then on the seventh of August, so not that long after. It's announced that, that Sam Burgess is coming over from the LRL for 2024. Before we get to Sam, it's also announced that day, proud moment for you and your family, that, that Gary Chambers is going to be the new director of rugby league at, at the Warrington Wolves. First of all, when that honour is bestowed on you, how are you feeling at that point? Oh, like, best thing ever. You know, um, I, I think I have got something that I can bring to it. Um, and, and uh, you know, to be there to support, I think, the youth system. He's going exactly where we wanted to go, and it, yeah, it was it was an absolute honour for me to to be, you know, like I've said a million times, I love this club, um, but I wouldn't have took it if I didn't think I could do it value. I, I've got too much respect for the place, 
Uh, and again, it, it's about the skills that, I, that I've got that maybe not a lot of people think. I'm not saying I know everything, I'm not, but you know, away from the rugby circle, I've been in different circles that, that, that are probably going to help me with this, this thing. And, and you know, this club's only going to move forward. This is a long-term programme, what, what we've got to implement. And, and the next great Warrington team will be built from underneath with, with good, smart values and, and value for money signings from above. And, and that's what we'll do. And it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a slow process. And, and sometimes we'll, be, you know, we'll, we'll get beat and things like that. But we've got it. We can't move away from our culture has got to come by developing from underneath and, and strategic buys from above. And, and that'll come in time. And that's where we'll go with this. And we've got a lot of talent, haven't we, in the reserve and academy. I mean, I've, I've seen that first time this season. There's a lot to be excited about in, in those lower levels of the club at the moment, isn't it? Oh yeah, there's there's some real talent. Well, the problem is, and and, and I found this as an head coach, and I can say this now, uh, me more than anyone because I, I've been involved in youth. I want these young players to play, but it's so hard. It's so hard that I, you can't just put them in that easy. They just break. You know, we're all on different journeys here. You know, twenties, nineteens. People develop at different ages. Lucas Green can manage it at eighteen because he's physically big and strong and 105 kilograms. Somebody else who's 18, they can't manage it. I'd like to play as many young people as possible. I would, but they can't. They just they just get injured and it'll affect them for the rest of their careers. You know, Matty Nicholson does a fantastic job for us. Look, he's been outstanding at 19. He's one of those sort of elite players who can do it at that level. He's had a dislocated shoulder and he's had a ruptured tendon in his finger. So we need to look after him as well. So, you know, it, it's all well and good saying get the kids in and that's fine and I'm I'm there I'm, I'm one of those I want to develop from underneath I want to I want I want them with that desire and that pride and that passion to they've come through the system and to and to play that way but it's got to be right you just can't put them in um, just because it's a rush decision because they're going to get hurt and it'll just sicken them and they're going to pick injuries up um, we've got to we've got to be smart with how we play these kids we've got to be you know and and, and make the right decisions for them. Superb. So obviously, a key relationship for you going into next year as director will be will be your relationship with, with Sam coming in as, as head coach. Uh, I know that you've had conversations. That that's been you mentioned that at the interview with the Guardian. What's your first impressions been of Sam Burgess on those telephone calls? Oh, I mean, I, I knew him anyways. I, I know Sam. I, I coached him for England, funnily enough, when he was eighteen, uh, and you could see that see what he had then. He'll tell you himself, and I can see it now. I nearly had him sign for Warrington. You know, I was England coach, and you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have done it. But you're coaching this this team, and you're thinking, "Wow, who's this fellow here?" And um, he, he'll tell you when he comes in himself. He was nearly a Warrington player. It was so close, and um, I think he earned a fortune on his Bradford contract because of. I think Bradford thought he was going to come here, but you know, we nearly had him, um, and then, you know, picked up conversations with him over the last couple of weeks, and. The guy's an absolute anorak of the game. He's a, he's a student of what goes on. He understands all the elements of the game. You know, it's, you know, we talk about Sam Burgess, the the, the figure, the, the legend of what he's done in the game and, and, and his heroics in the game. But let's let's move that to one side and, and see what Sam Burgess, the coach, is going to bring to this club. And he knows all about strategies. He knows all about systems. He knows all about attack and defence. He understands the Warrington culture and the hard work and he's got into like the wire side and, and what, what this what this club's built on and around its community. So, you know, there's yes, there's a Sam Burgess that's his superstar and has done all this stuff in his career, but you've also got Sam Burgess, the, the coach who 
I think will bring a hell of a lot from, from a strategy point of view and systems point of view. And then you support that with the order of, of him being who he is. You know, you're starting to get a package there. You think, hang on, you've got something pretty special here. I mean, in terms of the players, I mean, there's just going to be an immediate mutual respect, isn't there? There's no question about that. Oh yeah, he's, he's having conversations with them now, and you know, the, after he's had talks with them and conversations with them, they, they, you know, they, they feel a million dollars. You know, it's just it's just what the guy does. Um, you know, that's that's just how he is. And I think the fact that he's underpinning what he's saying to them with a, with a, a detailed knowledge of the game makes makes just for for good listening. And I think what Warrington fans need to consider is the amount of press that's coming out of Australia. You know, legends of the game over there, the likes of the two Johns brothers, uh, Gordon Tallis has come out this week, Damien Cook's come out this week, and every single one of them is absolutely adamant Sam Burgess will be a successful rugby league coach. Oh, he, he, he's, he's driven. He's relentless, you know. He's absolutely on it, and, and he's... His focus towards the club is like he's, we're sending more and more information over. Like I've, I've said in the press, I don't know where he's getting the time to do it. I don't think he sleeps actually because, you know, he, he's just cutting tapes. He's, he's sending information over. He's, he's offering little bits of tips on players. He's, he's speaking to people. He's, he's fully invested. He's, he's exactly me as a Warrington fan. He's fully invested. I can say that he's like he's on it. You know, he's. He wants this, and he's he's, he's hell bent on getting something. He's a winner, and you know he's he won't mind me saying it. He wants to win something. That's that's what he does. That's how he does it. But he also has a substance that's that that complements that drive. Well, first things first, twenty twenty three. So so back to now. Um, it's not really formally been announced, but the rumours are out there. Martin Gleeson is is uh, coming uh, as a coach. Of course, now you as interim coach, there's a, a vacancy there. Um, many people were surprised by that. What will Glees bring in this short period? Oh, look, look at his record. He was an outstanding player. He's then gone on to things like England, England Rugby Union and, and being attack coach there. He's highly, massively highly thought of around the, the coaching community. He knows more about attack than, than me or, or most, most other people. I'm not, I'm not that dumb to think that I, could, I can live with him on. On those elements of his game, you know, it's not a surprise to me. If I think and the club think that he can come in and offer value to our players and add another element, then 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 that was a no-brainer for us. You know, you've got an outstanding coach there in Richard Marshall, and, and to get Gleese in there to offer his side of the thing, it was a no-brainer that you know he can offer more than I can. I don't mind saying that. And and if he can get a tune out of these blokes and, and free up space for the likes of George Williams and that to create, which I think he can. And, 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 and they think he can, more importantly, then, you know, or, you know absolutely 100%. And any ideas at this moment who the assistant will be next season? No, I spoke with Sam, there's no rush. You know, he's going to sit back, you know, he's speaking with Rich regularly. And, you know, they're both equally as, you know, Rich has done attack at St. Helens and he's done, you know, he's done defence at Warrington. Sam's done attack and defence at at South, they're both equally apt in, in, in those elements of the game. So he's just going to sit back and wait and see on that. There's no rush with it. We need to remind ourselves, don't we? We're still in the top six. Yeah, um, we've got, we've got, a, got a job to do this season. Your interim coach, you said about Sam winning silverware. You yourself, as you sit there now, you will want to take us as far as we could possibly go, which of course is Old Trafford. Um, McKaylee back, that must have been a positive off the back of the Catalan game. Jody Crowder now as well with us. This is the same squad that went eight from eight. Um, can we refine that form? Absolutely. Yeah, of course we can. 
you know, it's, it's in them and, and, and they know that. It's a fully fit squad. I think everybody's, you know, about, we're nearly there when everyone's fit. I'm in a position now where I can, I can rotate a couple of players and, and rest them up. You know, we, you know, our big fellas who have been churning it out week in, week out, I can spell them off for a week, bring them in, bring, bring a couple others in and spell people off. Um, I've brought everybody back together, Riley Dean, and so we've got a full reserve cohort there. We can go 13 against 13 and we can let them go at each other in training. And because we've got a big squad, you know, the ones who come out and who are pushing hard that week, you know, they'll get a shout at it and they'll get a chance to go. And, and I think that's healthy. So, you know, I've got it in my notes for Monday, actually, that everything's great. And, you know, you know the vision of where this is going to go and this vehicle, you know, and this, this, you know, Sam coming in is fantastic and that's good for, for us. But we, we owe it now to the, to the fans, to the club. We, we've got to go now. We've got to get some wins. It's about winning. We are, that's it. We've got to get some wins. And we've got to lay a mark down and, and, and see if we can make a real, a real shout of this. And, and that's, what, that's what I'll be telling them on Monday morning. I thought George's interview <coughs> after the Catalan game was brutally honest. And he asked the fans to get behind the squad, you know, to keep supporting them. And I found that, you know, really good on his behalf uh, to do that. And we need to do that. You, you brought the players back. You know, in crisis, bring people together. And the fans are so important to that mix, aren't they? We need to believe and we need to keep behind this team to get them where they can get to. We'll only do it with, with, with when the fans get behind them, and it, it's always been the case at Warrington. If they have, if they have a grievance, they're going to let you know about it, and I and I love them about it, you know. But they get behind you, and we're going to need them. We need them on this journey now. It's going to be, you know, there's 14 of us out there, fans, and well, 18, 17 players. Let's, we can do this, you know. I think the fans know deep down that we can do it, and I think that, you know, I think the lads are starting to get there now. So it's important that we go for it, and. Um, is it going to be perfect all the way now? Is it, is it going to be mistakes made? I, you know, hopefully not that many. But, you know, we're, we're up for this and I'm sure the fans are as well and, and we're going to need them. Obviously, since the Catalan game, a couple of weeks off now to get them ready for, for Leeds when, when we come back. Update on injuries, are we going to be fully, fully fit to go? Any, any concerns between now and Leeds? There's bumps and bruises and, and, and I'm probably in a position, like I said, I can check on a few people this week and, and I think if we get a, a clear Monday, you know, Steph gets over his head knock and, and Jimmy Harrison with his finger and I think Matty Russell with his shoulder. Um, we'll not be far away on full complement. So I'm probably in a position where we can, you know, we can rotate a few people around and, and you know, we've got a six-day turnaround until Hull. So I can maybe play some big fellas, leave a couple out, put some back in and keep everybody fresh and keep everybody challenging each other. So, you know, if I can, I will. How confident is Gary Chambers that we're going to be in the playoffs come the end of this season? Yeah, 100% confident, yeah. I've got no doubt in my mind that this is where this, this, this great club needs to be and, and, and we're all bent on trying to get there. And if you're one of the teams that are going to finish in those top places, you're not going to want to face Warrington when the playoffs come. We'll be ready. No, we're going after them, mate. That's, that's just how it is and I don't mind people knowing. Ah, superb. Well, look, really appreciate you giving you time today. Best wishes for the season ahead. And uh, make us believe again, make us proud again, I'm sure you will. We will, thank you.